Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host. And as always, I'm thrilled to be here with you. Today, our quote is by Brian Mark Green, and it is, beautiful are those whose brokenness give birth to transformation and wisdom. I love this quote. I think it's beautiful. And I think it applies because our guest today is brilliant as at helping people to transform. Carrie Hummingbird is the soul guide and host of Soul Nectar Show. It is the number one international best-selling author of The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, which has been on the charts for over 103 weeks, maybe more by now, and the award-winning best-selling book, Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love, which describes the early years of her spiritual awakening. And Carrie inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with an authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. And she catalyzes mind shifts that transform life challenges into gifts of wisdom. I love this. Hello and welcome, Carrie. How are you today? Doing fabulously. Thanks you for having me on the show, Heather. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I think it's soon going to be the pleasure of our listeners today. So let's dive into self-discovery. How about you tell us a little bit more about your journey before we start giving some advice? Tell people where you come from. Absolutely. So I currently am a soul guide and I initiate people onto the path of being a Mesa keeper which is an earth keeper in the tradition of the Incan people in Peru. And I kind of stumbled into that path or not so stumbled in as I think uh, our souls align so many things for us to experience uh, by way of a total collapse, by way of a total um, change in my, in my life. And, you know, I walked away from 20 years of, dedicating to a marriage. And I walked away from pretty much everything I knew. I walked away from psychotherapy, which was my tool for understanding myself and my, I like to use that quote, my brokenness, you know, because in in the psychotherapy world, I was broken. Mm -hmm. And I walked away from the pills. And I said, you know, I, there's got to be another way. There's something calling me forth. I don't know what it is. In this moment, I'm being labeled as crazy and being judged and everything else. And there's something greater for me and I have to trust that and follow it. So I love your, you know, your message of being fearless and and embracing the journey. Um, That's exactly what I did. That's fantastic. You, you know, that's, that's what I love. I, I love to, to help people and, and it comes, we, we're able to help people best when we have gone through our own stuff, right? You know, that's why I think that um, those opportunities w- that we can learn from falling down or, you know, growing and, and evolving, it's, it's just one big journey. And we're just here to, to have the conversation and help each other through it. You do so many amazing things. So how did you know before, 
I, I have you, you know, kind of share some of how you help people. How did you know that you needed to walk away? How did you know that you needed to make these major shifts in your life in order to be a better version of yourself for others? Well, I think for me, it was the realization that after two decades of weekly psychotherapy, mm. it was getting worse and not better. Yeah. Even though I was taking the pills for 13 years of those two decades. And I was finding myself um, busting at the seams mm -hmm. and really acting out from my pain. And I didn't really know what to do about it, but whatever I was receiving from the, you know, quote unquote, the pathway to heal was not getting deep enough. I needed to go deeper. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, I'd worked at my marriage for that whole time too, like trying to make this thing work because that's, that's just how I felt being a child of divorce. Uh, my mom had two divorces before she finally met the man I called my dad from five until he passed away a few years ago. And I was committed to not getting divorced. I was committed to being a person that committed, you know, to their relationship. Yeah. And, and it just, it just seemed that it was just an, unsolvable given the tools that I was handed mm -hmm. to process things. It, they weren't the right tools and it wasn't working. Yeah. So um, I had to leave and pretty, pretty immediately um, I found out that there was this other whole pathway stretching in front of me that I could walk that I didn't even know existed. Oh, wow. And, you know, that was really based on a conversation with a friend who who I met after I left my husband mm. and she said, uh, well, she had this profound healing when she met this shaman and immediately my ears like perked up mm -hmm. partially because I was meant to perk up at that, but partially also because I had this feeling like there's gotta be a different way than struggling through this, you know, week after week, after week, after week for two decades, this, this can't be normal. You know, like this has got to be different. There's gotta be a way to change this. And uh, I, I definitely found that way in the way that those healings go so much deeper. They go into, you know, your child's subconscious, they go into trauma stuck in the body, the energetic soul level healing, maybe from past lives. I mean, there's, it's a very complex realm in the subconscious that, um, that psychotherapy just didn't have the tools to help me process. These were the, the things I needed. And that's basically what was calling me forth. There's a couple of things that you're saying that I, that I think are really powerful. And one is that you made the choice to leave the pain, this pet, this life before you found that friend who, who showed you this new path, this deeper, better way. And sometimes I just want to point that out because sometimes people get so comfortable in their pain that they don't make that choice to do something about it. And so sometimes we have to make the choice and then the answer will reveal itself. So I thought that was really cool. And you also mentioned about the pills and I wanted to draw attention to the fact that you're the founder of is it called skills, not pills movement? Is, yes. Yeah. That is super cool. Can you just speak to that for a moment? 
Yes, this was a project of mine that I began um, several years ago as I started becoming a messenger and getting out on the scene. Mm -hmm. I interviewed a lot of experts in this uh, field of wellness and, and gave an alternative perspective than the one that people might be getting from standard medical trained people. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to share from different voices how all of us can be advocates for our own health journey and that there's not one pathway to success. There's your pathway to, to your healing. And so to trust that, and I think so many of us have surrendered our own intuition, our own knowing to people that have these degrees because we think, oh, well, they know better than I do about my mental health or my emotional health or my body. And what I'm suggesting and through all of these experts I interviewed is that that's absolutely not true. You're the biggest expert on you. Mm -hmm. And these people are here to serve you to find your truth, not put their truth on you. Right. And, you know, that's what I think is a big problem in our medical system is when, um, you know, I just happen to know from now knowing a lot of people in the field of psychotherapy that there are a lot of psychotherapists who privately have big problems at home mm -hmm. and have a real trouble navigating their own emotions and handling their own shadows and dealing with their own inner work. And oftentimes when you're in that state of mind, you're projecting your pain all over the people that you're visiting that are coming to see you. And this is the shamanic principle of being a healer is to be a hollow bone. When you're the hollow bone, you are a clear mirror for what's being in front of you because you know yourself well enough to be able to discern what's yours and what's the person in front of you. Mm -hmm. And as a healer in this way, shamanic healers, we work on ourselves constantly in the shadow. We're always in the shadow work because we know that that's the pathway for us to be a clearer and clearer mirror for others to be in greater service. So uh, this is, you know, this is just the next deeper level for anyone who's already a psychotherapist or um, is in that practice. If you're seeing like the limitations of it, this is your calling forth. Go deeper, find someone to help you to get into your shadow work so you can really excavate and become that hollow bone for others. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that just to be the mirror and, and not to project your pain onto someone else is just fabulous. Now, I know that as part of your journey, you actually changed like so much, including your name and <laughs> you chose the hummingbird. So what was there significance in that? Yes. Yeah, so I had been studying um, shamanic practice for about six months and going to drum journey circles with my first mentor in Austin here. And I had this drum journey where I was manifesting the house that I'm currently living in. And uh, the house had been under contract and had gone back and forth several times. And so my realtor had said, well, you're not going to get that house because they're already in contract. And, you know, it always closes when they go back and forth this many times. I said, well, we'll see about that. So I, I pulled my drum out and I started drumming and I started visualizing myself being in the house and having guests. And, and in my visualization, I saw my grandmother who's departed come and visit and she loved the house. And it was just like this beautiful in my imagination, seemingly. And then I saw this hummingbird rise up in the kitchen of this house as I'm in my vision standing there and this hummingbird in rainbow light just 
whoosh, up the window. Mm. And I thought, wow. And I was in this feeling of awe, total wonder. Like I didn't make that happen. I was making the rest of the journey happen, but I didn't make this hummingbird come. And then the phone rang and it was my realtor. And she said, the deal fell through. They want to take your offer. This is all in the space of 10 minutes, 15 minutes. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. So I said, huh, I think this hummingbird thing is something for me. So I looked it up and I saw, oh, that is me. You know, I am a messenger of spirit. I am the connection between the heavens and the earth. That is what I came here to do. It resonated as truth through my whole body. And I am here to find the nectar and to live it every day. And so I changed my name first on social media, then on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) That was really interesting for all of my people who knew me as a tentacle writer in Silicon Valley for two decades. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, that talk about facing your fears, you know, I just knew that that was the truest name I ever had as a woman on this, on this earth at this time. That was my true name. Mm -hmm. And I I love my parents. I love my stepfather for adopting me, giving me his name. And this name was more true for me. Mm -hmm. It was given by my spirit. Wow. That is so cool. Hummingbirds are so special. Um, now, you you facilitate this journey, and you actually have a a retreat that you run. I think it's called Sacred Valley Retreat, where you mentioned that you help people with total life transformation. So, what does that look like? I can imagine that's very different from person to person, isn't it? Absolutely, and the journey is out of your mind and into the flow, into the river of life, into the experience of the great spirit on this earth, on on the divine mother. It's taking you out of your reality and putting you into what um, the shamans and the medicine people around the world would know as the trance state. The trance state is where your mind is a servant to your heart and your spirit. And you can actually live your whole life in a trance state. And when you do that, you live your life from an awareness of the divine, of the of Mother Earth, of your soul. You walk around with that awareness and you leave the hard-edged thinking, focused, trying to make it happen and force it all into being anxious mind living. Mm-hmm. And you enter into this warmer, gentler, flowing state where you become a witness to the life that's happening and not to say that you aren't setting intentions or desiring things but it's from a different perspective and it's from a much gentler flow and so what i do during that retreat is actually introduce people to that state of being because um you know i can i can also lead people into that state of being on you know over zoom And there's something really magical and powerful about being together in person, Mm -hmm. drumming together around the fire, seeing the condors circling in the sky above us and feeling the aliveness of the land and all of nature supporting you and realizing your interconnection with everything on this planet. There's there's a magical thing that happens in Peru when we do this work with the shamans at sacred locations where people have prayed for thousands of years and there's a resonance there. 
Oh yeah. I can only imagine how powerful that must be. You know, I know that, that zoom is great and that we use it for a lot of things, including what we're doing right at this very moment in time. So it's expanded our ability to reach more people globally, but there is nothing like that in person. And especially when you're doing things that relate to nature. I mean, nature calls me all the time. I, I, I do my morning walks on the beach and, and get so much. It, it just aligns me for the day with what I am supposed to be doing my intention. So I can, I imagine that's incredibly powerful, that type of a retreat. Now, if someone is, is, you know, maybe in that state of awareness that they know they need to make some changes, but their mind is still a big part of it. Is there a, a shift in perspective or maybe a tip that you can share for people that will help them? This is one of the reasons why I began using a drum mm -hmm. because the drum is sacred ancient medicine. All cultures around the world have had a drum. And the reason why is because it is a tool that can bring you into that trance state we were talking about where your mind lets go and your heart opens to the beat of the drum. And at some level you realize that the drum connects you with the heart of the, of mother earth. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful experience. And when you drum for yourself, you actually open up doorways in your imagination that allow your ancestors to connect with you and give you more direct guidance and your spirit guides so that you, you might see in your imagination more images, even if they're only flashes at first. And you might feel the presence of things that you hadn't noticed before. And you might just get a message out of nowhere. And that happens for everyone at some point, like in the shower, for example, it's like, oh, I just got a great insight because I finally slowed down long enough to get that insight. So the drum sort of keeps your mind busy by putting your hand on the, you know, and drumming on the drum keeps you busy, keeps your mind focused. And then in that mind focus, your soul can start to expand into that presence and actually deliver you a beautiful message. So that's the tool I used because I also had a very busy brain, especially after two decades of psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. I was so aware of the thought tunnels and and the mind mazes and the places I could get lost and trapped. And, this, and I was really good at telling stories about everything. Yeah. I very well practiced in that. And so, you know, my mind was just had me by the tail yeah. and the way that I began reclaiming myself from that was one of my tools was the drum. I love that. And, you know, I'm, I, for me, because having a previous career of dance, I come back to my body and it's the same thing. The drum is coming back to your body. It's just connecting with the sound as well. Um, but you're, you're, you're moving, you're refocusing, you're releasing. And so when I move my body, I have that same element of, of an openness to insights. You, you, I think you, you called it. And that comes to me when I, when I dance, when I, when I walk, when I, when I just shift my, um, my state into my body. And so I can definitely see how that would apply with, with drumming. I have a, a, another friend who also uses drumming a lot to be able to make that shift. That's a, that's a great suggestion. Now you have a podcast called soul nectar. I love 
that name, Soul Nectar. So if you want to share with us, you know, how that came to be and, and anything about the podcast, that would be great. Yes, I, I was inspired to do the podcast after visiting the Holy Mountain in Peru, Sacred Valley. It's called Ausengate. I visited that with my former mentor and in 2016. And leading up to that, to the mountain on the bus on the way there, I was very frustrated. I was like, oh, sucks. I'm not getting what I want and I know what I want and I can't force it to happen. And I'm a manifester by design. So how come I can't make this happen? And and I was talking with my mentor and he said, you know, why don't you just put everything you think you know about yourself into a little treasure box and then let the mountain tell you who you are. Mm. And so I did. I. And I realized some profound things about myself when I was doing that meditation to release everything about myself into this meditation, this uh, treasure box. Mm -hmm. Well, the mountain told me upon finishing that retreat, you'll start being a messenger now and your podcast is Soul Nectar Show. And I had this feeling of like, wow, that's so beautiful that I'm a, I'm a hummingbird and I'm going to have a podcast about Soul Nectar. I love the synergy of that. Mm -hmm. And the way that I'm going to do that is connect with people like yourself, lightworkers all over the planet, messengers, and have conversations and begin building a light grid so mm -hmm. that anyone can plug into that light grid at any time and elevate their consciousness by listening. And mm -hmm. so that's been my mission over the last five years is to have weekly conversations that elevate consciousness with, with people like yourself all around the planet. And what's delightful is that many of the messengers, we all felt like we were alone. Like we're just doing this heavy load of work all by ourselves and it's really hard and nobody's like us. And we're the, we're the, you know, the black sheep, or I like to say the rainbow sheep. <laughs> and, you know, we're doing all this heavy lifting and, and it feels like we're lifting our whole world by ourselves. And, and then now to be meeting each other again, to be seeing each other's faces and hearing each other's voices, it's so encouraging to know how many of us there are on the planet at this time. Uh, I've just, it's been personally fulfilling for me. Love that the light grid, and and it speaks in, in several different ways. The the lightness to combat the heaviness that you mentioned of carrying that load, the light as in a guiding light, the light that comes from fire is what I also resonate with with my with my from fear to fire kind of theme in what I do. So there's so much that speaks to that. That's fantastic. Now I have a sneaking suspicion that people are going to want to reach out to you to learn more? Do you have a way that they can either find this podcast or other information or find you or make these connections? Anything going on that you'd like to share with people? Well, I have a number of circles uh, that I conduct throughout the year as entry points. Uh, we have one just starting up and starts in August and it starts in February. Mm -hmm. Six month circle called Rebirth awakening the mother goddess which is about really reconnecting yourself into plugging yourself back into earth you know in terms of her consciousness and then i have a one-year program where i teach i initiate people and teach them the incan path and the path of being a mesa carrier an earth keeper those are all discovered on my website carriehummingbird.com k-e-r-r-i 
hummingbird.com. And I have a free gift for your audience, which is, yeah, the love mastery game. The love mastery game is an Oracle game. And it's really about um, revealing not what's going to happen or when it's going to happen, but the why behind it. Mm -hmm. So we're all in our middle of our soul's curriculum. And this is a handy tool for discovering, okay, what's the soul lesson I'm working on right now? What am I mastering right now? Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. So uh, will you be able to share, is it easier if you just share the link with me and then we'll put it in the show notes for everyone to just be able to click on? Yeah. I mean, it's carriehummingbird.com forward slash play. So remember play. We won't forget play. We're big fans (laughs) of play here on From Fear to Fire. We like to play. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for that gift. And we'll also put the, you know, carriehummingbird.com into the show notes as well. So people can check it out as well as the Soul Nectar show. If you're interested in checking out the podcast, this is all great stuff. And, you know, the circles as well as the yearly program sound absolutely fascinating. So if you, do you have a a story, maybe a, a story of someone that you've worked with that was particularly impactful or, or um, words of wisdom that you would like to share with anyone today? Well, I guess I'll just share because I'm still so enamored of our retreat to Peru that we just did. Um, many of my one-year program students came with us to Peru and there was just every day where we all felt this awe, this wonder, this amazement. And my students were all looking at me like, thank you so much. Thank you for, you know, making this all happen. And I'm looking at them like, I just, I'm just the doorkeeper. (laughs) (laughs) I opened the door and I'm just as amazed as you are to see what was on the other side. So there's this sense of like my own awe, my own wonder at what's happening. And also just, it feels wonderful to be in community and to be experiencing it together. And Oftentimes these uh, miracles that we experience um, on our own, we might start to doubt them. We might go, you know, I'm not sure that really happened. Was that just in my imagination? But when you're with a group of like 20 people and they all are seeing the same thing and they're all feeling the same awe and they all know, just like you know in that moment that this is, this is spirit touching our hearts, mm. then that is powerful to experience. Mm. I love that. And, you know, it's so true. Sometimes we question, we question ourselves and, and we, we wonder, did that really happen? Is this just a coincidence? Is this like, is this a message? Like we, we don't know. And, and the world has taught us to question those things. But when you're in a group, when you're in a group and everyone's witnessing it, it's, it's much harder to question that because it's just so heart centered. It's just so real, more real than any of the things that we think of as real, right? Absolutely, and and the way that your heart opens as well, mm-hmm. when it's witnessed in a group setting, this is what I, why I do so many programs with groups. I also do individual mentoring, but I love the group programs because they, they just reinforce all the messages that you're getting, get reinforced over and over again. And this is important because in the human experience, we have some very powerful, um, shadow influences that guide us on our journey. And one of them is denial (laughs) and denial can be very hard to overcome by yourself. So yeah, in the group, much easier to overcome this human shadow Mm -hmm. and to embrace the divine fully into your heart and to really know, like, you know, like, you know, 
that this is all real and it is all happening and it's more real than whatever you think your your reality is and your third dimensional self. This is so cool. I really, I really have enjoyed your words. I feel them, not just hearing them. I feel them. And I'm sure that our listeners will as well. So listeners, I encourage you to take this all in, to sit with it, to reach out to Carrie, to share the message out, share the podcast um, and, and enjoy your own journey of self-transformation. Carrie, thank you so, so much for being with us and, and sharing your message today. My pleasure, Heather, and blessings to everyone listening.